Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Money Talks. And uh, we've got a very special guest uh, in here today, somebody that uh, started out uh, trying to create a massive impact uh, and has uh, diversified into creating an enormous impact. And so without further ado, I welcome uh, Ganesh Sonawane of Arcatron Mobility. Ganesh, welcome to the show. Thanks, Anirul. I'm delighted to be here. So, so Ganesh, I know we've got a lot of things to cover today, so I'm going to get right to it. But you know, maybe to, to start us off, you could give us a bit of a background about yourself uh, and about Arcatron as well. And, and then we'll, we'll come back to what it does. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Ganesh Kalani, co-founder and CEO of Arcatron Mobility. So I'm basically a mechanical engineer from NIT Calicut and uh, very passionate about solving unmet social needs in a sustainable and scalable manner. Uh, so I was born in uh, Dadar, Mumbai, uh, grew up around Thane, studied in Kerala, and then work brought me to Pune. So uh, at Arcatron, we are uh, building a company that is, uh, like I, I like to call it, uh, building elder care products in one of the youngest countries in the world. Uh, and uh, <laughs> mainly into assisted living. So when I say assisted living, it is... Uh, activities of uh, daily living, uh, so like walking, you know, even uh, sleeping. Uh, so uh, we make a premium uh, shower commode wheelchairs, uh, which enables a person to take to, from bed to bathroom in a easy and a convenient manner. So but but I realized while you while you obviously did uh, did I doing this as a business, but you had a passion for this very very early you did a project back in school uh, where you designed for disabled or designed for the differently able uh, you know and like was there a like was there a personal uh, motivation for this like what made you so excited about this space so uh, when when we were in college it was mostly about uh, you know we were uh, we were from a club called as club unwired so it was a bunch of guys who would uh, like to build physical products and uh, you know just make things work and uh, that used to give us joy so it started from a glider aircraft and then it moved to an rc aircraft we built a, a car our juniors started building drones so it was more like uh, you know building a tech culture so that was before uh, three idiots came in uh, and then uh, it was something which we realized that uh, we are doing it uh, for the sheer joy of uh, making things work. But then uh, there was a contest called as uh, Avishkar. So this is uh, one of the slides when we were giving a presentation. So the uh, problem statement was designed for disabled. So we primarily went there because the prize money was good. We didn't even know what, uh, you know, the need or uh, the, you know, uh, what kind of a problem statement it was. And then they showed us a video that a lady who's strong enough to drive her own wheelchair but cannot go to bathroom. We found it uh, pretty crazy because we were all into robotics and very advanced uh, mechanical stuff. Uh, and then we find uh, such an easy thing not being solved. So we couldn't believe it. We went back and Googled around and then figured out that this is really solved like decades back in US, in UK, in Australia, in so many advanced economies. But uh, I couldn't understand why the solutions didn't exist in India. So we built a prototype uh, in that contest. And then actually we saw real users, you know, uh, using that product. So uh, the difference was this was the first product we built for someone else. So rest, mm -hmm. the other products which we were doing, it was for ourselves, like the RC crafts, because we used to enjoy it. Uh, but this was something right. where 
we built a wheelchair and we saw people who were ex, uh, you know excited about using it and becoming independent for their bathroom use for standing up on their own so uh, you know once we had that first set of user trials uh, the very ability i mean once i think an entrepreneur understands a person understands that he can actually change a fundamental aspect of someone's life like i can actually with our prototype we can mobilize someone who's restricted to a bed and, and they can go to bathroom because something we built so that gives gave gave us a very very uh, you know good feeling a powerful feeling and that was something like a kickback which still exists and we try to uh, figure out uh, such such problem statements you know by virtue of which we can actually change uh, fundamental things around us and you know i think you did very well in the college competitions is is as I, as i know but and you were also probably looking at you were offered some grants but you decided not to you know pursue the project right then you went and jo joined bajaj uh, worked there for a, for i think a couple of years i believe uh, but what was the reason why i mean many entrepreneurs and again 2011 is when you graduated so i know that was very early in the entrepreneurial ecosystem but you know many people started out right did you ever feel while you were at bajaj that maybe i should have started out in 2011 oh uh, not 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 even once uh, so i was aware uh, like even we were very clear early on because it was just a college project there was never a company in our mind and i think until we incorporated so this was just like a project we were given grants to convert into a product and uh, like uh, um, and they were telling that form a startup around it but we were clear that we are just a bunch of engineers who understand how to build prototypes we don't even know how to build a product and then uh, you know bringing it to market and building a sustainable company around it for a niche audience i didn't think uh, you know there was any uh, any scope out there i mean in terms of building a company so uh, it it was uh, only when we we came in bajaj a couple of years down the line uh, over weekend projects we we, we discovered something I, i would like to share uh, later on i mean that uh, eventually got us into the company so uh, we were clear that we were not prepared uh, for uh, building a company from college so so then before we come to arkaton and how you started like with your weekend projects tell us a little bit little bit about your uh, what you were doing for bajaj how long were you there uh, and you know what what do you take away from your experience at bajaj so uh, bajaj uh, was like came in to our college uh, for research and development hiring so uh, across all functions they are uh, the most stringent uh, for for r&d hiring and like they are the highest paid uh, in, in in the company for for freshers so there was intense uh, competition when they had come in and uh, I, like there's an interesting thing i would like to share that bajaj has a contract of sorts uh, an official with with nits that uh, it will be the first company to go for hiring or it will not go so because it, the, it wants the entire lot of mechanical engineer and it wants to really choose across uh, so it no, normally beats all the uh, automotive company packages to to get this happen uh so uh, then uh, so while we were getting hired so out of 105 two of us got hired so they told that you're you're already uh, you know very good but uh, we have an incentive uh, policy in place and if you really want to get it you have to outdo yourself you have to work very hard and you know uh, get that so 
uh, first couple of months into Bajaj was more like training. You know, we were sent across different facilities, dealerships. They were just giving us an idea of uh, how the entire uh, company works, how R&D coordinates with manufacturing, coordinates with uh, dealers and distributors. So it was more like a, we were getting bored in the first few months. There was nothing much to do. Yeah. Then uh, when we came hands-on, when uh, you know uh, we uh, really got into uh, the job, uh, the first day at, at work, so I was I got selected into a design department. So only five out of fifty got uh, selected in design. Other all others were given supplementary functions like you know CAD and you know create drawings and all of that. So we were the only five who, who got into design. And then uska uh, prerequisite tha ki you have to first spend. Uh, one year into testing and validation where you actually get so get your hand dirty with the vehicles so first day right. at work uh, you know we go there and and the first task that i get i was into a three wheeler department so i've been given a couple of spanners and they told you to uh, open this entire auto auto rickshaw so i was like how do you open an auto rickshaw from from you know from tires bring wow. out everything that is an amazing amazing way of teaching someone so <laughs> so did you were you, were you able to Pull it all apart. Yeah, yeah, we, we did. I, I was able to do it. I just got an operator to help me. You know, keep bolts compass. Because chupai hua rehte auto mein. So it's a very uh, fantastic de design. When we build prototypes, you know, you are able to see all the bolts, and you know, it's very easy to dismantle. But heavily engineered products, and you know, uh, something which is sold in lakhs and lakhs of volumes, usme it's difficult to figure out how how it's done. So uh, basically, it was very much uh, hands-on for for the one year. So my job was uh, basically designers would make design changes, and we have to validate if that design is working or not. So that is uh, testing and validation before uh, you know a proto a pilot is launched. And auto rickshaws were, were uh, the same for 20 years. So it had not changed one bit. Uh, what was uh, given as a design by an Italian company to Bajaj, it was the same thing was going on till 2012, uh, unless, uh, you know, until this new project started, which was called Facelift, which I was a part of. So Usme, there were new design changes being done. So every day I would interact with designers, ki, okay, you did this design change, why did you do that? And I would understand that what it takes for a design to be validated before it hits the market for something as wow. successful as an auto rickshaw, because auto rickshaw, uh, Bajaj is the world's largest three-wheeler company. And uh, it, it is bigger than any other company in the world for auto rickshaws. So it was a very high uh, revenue generating uh, machine for the company. So uh, that was the initial bit of experience. So the way uh, I, I thought they were validating us was our ability to test as many autos as possible. So uh, there were five peers and uh, initially all of us got one one auto. Then everyone got two two autos, uh, you know, then uh, we would actually check how much is the tire wear and, you know, engine parameters and all of that stuff. So then at a point of time, I started managing. Wow, that, but I mean, Bajaj has that level of detail looking into their, into their product. Because, you know, Absolutely. most, most I don't think, I would imagine 99% of Indians just believe that, you know, it's uh, people just make autos and that's it. You know, there's, it's, there's no engineering behind it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of engineering. So it was like, uh, there was a point of time when I, I got five autos and my peers were at two autos. I thought I was so smart that, you know, I'm able to manage uh, more than twice the work. And I had really my eye on that incentive, which was, I, I guess, 1.25 lakhs. 
apart from the pay we had so i really wanted to get that as a part of validation that you know i i, I can uh, be a high achiever so i worked very very hard there were days when i would come back at home and uh, i i sometimes i would script dinner I, i even had a faint episode because you know i was all day in the afternoon testing uh, vehicles and the year passed by and uh, you know the incentives ka time aaya and i didn't get the incentive so <laughs> it was like wow <laughs> uh, so i was kind of surprised because uh, my, i i thought I, i thought i think this this is what uh, the corporate bureaucracy is about so i i went all negative that ye galat hai i was uh, you know at double the pace than my peers it's very visible i have data i was like the favorite out there actually none of uh, five five of us me kisi ko nahi mila it was in other departments that incentives were gone but then i was just sitting around uh, for a weekend and i thought maybe uh, you know i'm 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 wrong and not not the company where am i going wrong so i i started asking uh, a, a different i i thought i started thinking on a, a different note that kya galat hua why didn't i get this uh, so then i thought ki uh, i was doing what two gts would do gts graduate training engineer so mai do uh, four auto rickshaws manage kar raha tha to you know if they would have hired instead of 50 51 gts to unka problem solve ho jata but if i look from a view bajaj was a 10 billion dollar company then it had uh, 11000 crore sitting in its bank so hiring another gt was never a problem for bajaj it was uh, something if if i see it from a uh, rajiv bajaj angle he wouldn't even care what is happening with somebody managing you know a couple of autos more so i thought i felt very tiny that day Uh, in in terms of uh, key what am i doing oh i i used to think you know i i am capable of doing so many things on yahan pe i have become like such a tiny part of this giant organization and then next year onwards i changed my perspective so i was like wanted to be really focused on uh, solving problems or rather focusing on something that my vps are going sleepless about or what is my cto concerned about so cto yeah. was like 15 grades ahead of me so i was looking more from that angle and then i started picking some problems which uh, they were concerned about and one of them being uh, you know auto rickshaws it it didn't used to go straight if you leave the steering it would drift on one side so it has a design problem which uh, for a couple of decades hundreds of engineers had tried with different root cause analysis and never got solved i'm, I'm uh, very proud uh, to share that i worked over the problem statement for two and a half years and uh, one third of world's auto rickshaws today they go straight because of design change we implemented over two, two and a half years so it was wow. a steering issue uh, which was uh, with the auto and nobody knew what a steering geometry was uh, and nobody had tried to analyze a suspension geometry in an uh, auto design so we got that done we solved the wobbling issue done and from second year to fourth year i consistently got uh, a plus bonuses so i was like one of the a uh, top guy and i was working uh, like half than than my peers i was i used to be you know roaming around half the time so it I, that really made my mind clear that okay uh, asking the right questions and solving uh, the right problems and working on the right things is ma- uh, you know matters much more than working harder at trivial things which really doesn't matter from a macro view no so true i, I think at the end of the day productivity and problem solving right you know there there are two different aspects to look into and and you know my my mentor back in the days to say that people that make the most money solve the biggest problems right and so i i'm i'm so glad you figured that out uh, with your experience you know and and the experience obviously which started with a failure right but actually led to a success and all your three co-founders alongside you how did you how did you rope them in 
So all of them are were part of uh, Team Unwired, whom I, I spoke about, like the college uh, tech tech group. So did you guys uh, ever think that five or six years later that Team Unwired would come back together? <laughs> not not really. It was something uh, which was more like uh, you know it it came uh, it it just happened. I mean it was not planned that ऐसा कभी करेंगे आगे जाके. I I just saw the opportunity and I figured out. Uh, like in college also we all uh, used to work together and we knew each other's weaknesses so i was good at something my uh, you know other team members everyone had their strength area so even during uh, founding the team uh, i i knew that oh there is electronics which i know nothing about so we need to get open lakshmikanth who's like a, a you know a brainiac cto i mean he had built so many cool projects in college so lakshmikanth came in so there was kunal so kunal was like when it came to mechanisms uh, it was he used to uh, bring in such simple ideas even for architron the two patents we have are designs of kunal because he would really simplify the design to a certain ex- uh, such an extent that uh, it, it became patentable two times uh, and uh, devaj was someone who would uh, integrate on many other aspects he had a creative insight and, ha- and in college days at least he used to be my counterpart i mean in areas where i i would not be able to see things he would come in and you know we two will make a good team so he was one of my best friends in, in college so i just uh, we we built uh, the whole suit and it was purely even while founding uh, it was a full fledged tech team that we formed it was not really a team to build a company but we were i was still myopic in that sense and only thinking about you know building products uh, one one after the other and who was the business guy amongst you four me you yeah. <laughs> so good you guys had you, so did did you think about this as a team when you're putting it together that i need i need all these aspects covered because i know business but i need all these other aspects or did it just sort of happen uh so i i really i mean there is one bad advice that we had got or, or i used to believe that uh, you know this this thing is true but it was not it was not so so the only uh, so we i had this disbelief that if you really are able to build world class products baki sab ho jayega like the sales will okay. happen <laughs> you know the sales will just <laughs> come and buy so which which was like a huge blunder i mean the whole assumption uh, proved out to be a huge issue so we were not really thinking from a, a business end uh, much early on and uh, just trying to ensure that we have a very strong tech team in place so so then you find they said okay i've got my product right uh, i'm i'm going to go to market what do you think what do you what did you think at that time was the usp for akatron so uh, we were building initially uh, let me just take you back if you may allow um, sure, so sure please go ahead this is your show <laughs> <laughs> so uh, like just after uh, incorporating arctron we started going in this you know medical expos where products uh, were demonstrated by multinational companies uh, and we would go there and i observed something strange that in india in mumbai uh, there is an expo going on and there are these mncs where indian managers are are standing and and they would boast that uh, you know we never sell indian or chinese products so we were in the mm. same bucket as the chinese and they are cheap they are third class products and we only deal in german products someone would say we only deal with swedish products and uh, i got triggered there so it was like 
I, I almost had a fight with someone out there. I mean, I made him gave some patriotic speech of sorts and got got emotional and <laughs> looked into the facts that how can you say this while being an Indian, and uh, you know we are going to change it and all of that. <laughs> so we we had not even got started there. So, but I came back and realized that. Uh, the ecosystem or the history of indian medical device companies are responsible for these people saying this because we have not had a single good company come out in this space when i say good company i mean a, a brand which is global a, a product which uh, you know people aspire for or they really uh, find it uh, good in in different uh, markets so there was zero companies who had done this in the entire medical devices leave assisted living and mobility devices so that was uh, something uh, which which struck uh, very strongly to us so when we internally discussed it was like if we ever want to build a very important company in medical devices space uh, we have to break the stigma around indian yeah. brands so, so we approached building the company hypothesis by hypothesis so the first hypothesis for which we wanted to solve is can we build a product which will be bought by premium clients in india like the big hospitals and the most premium buyers and which will also be sought out in the most advanced economies in the world so because this has never happened before okay and uh, so this was the problem statement and we already had an active problem statement in india that going to bathrooms from a bed for a bedridden person was a big challenge for a spinal cord injured was a huge challenge so mix match that and we had a product idea ready that okay let's build a world class shower and commode wheelchair so the, the branding name just came off uh, freedo so freedo is like freedom to do more and so it would allow a person to get out of the bed and go to the washroom alone so i know that that uh, like freedo is for oh, wow. everything Free, yes, then, in fact, there's already a first question. I think since we're talking about names, I'll take the question from Rohan. Rohan asks that why the name Arcatron? Does it mean something? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so <laughs> Arcatron. So when we uh, there are actually two uh, ways to look at it. So Arcatron is uh, when we were getting started, we knew that this was almost mission impossible. You know, trying to build an elder care product company for for uh, you know niche products out of India. That to having like global ambitions, we knew that this is going to take massive brutal efforts and it's going to be really really challenging. so uh, arcatron uh, stands for and you know, it has a biblical reference so it stands for a tool that has infinite power so we knew that uh, you know even our end users have infinite will power to ha have a good uh, life in a wheelchair and we would also need that kind of infinite will power and infinite powerful tool to make this uh, dream true so that is what arcatron stands for also if you break it into two half arc plus tron it means accelerating wheels so arc and tron is a suffix used for anything that you know arc goes fast so accelerating wheels so oh wow means. very interesting very very engineered kind of a name right yeah. <laughs> so yeah we were forced to do that because we really needed a dot com domain <laughs> and a single word <laughs> good one so so besides besides the wheelchair uh, wheelchair device uh, for the shower and commode is there is there other products that arcatron is building or was building 
uh, yeah uh, so we have a whole pipeline in in terms of uh, mobility devices we are mostly uh looking at which are the areas uh, you know which deserve the maximum attention uh, because we have observed that the harder the problem uh, that you are solving uh, the more word of mouth you get the more uh, respect and admiration you get in the can you tell me uh, a little bit about this picture who who are the people that are in this picture so these are uh, like uh, our most uh, i mean our, our uh, uh, all of them are from indian army they are uh, they were oh, wow. injured most of them were injured during kargil so they the picture is from prc pure paraplegic rehabilitation center in in khadki so uh, so i was telling you about the international premium product building hypothesis so when we built freedo and we were interacting with prc so prc you know there these are indian army soldiers and they told me that uh, you know since kargil they have never used an indian product so i was surprised you know there were at least a few good companies in this they are the patriots and even they didn't find any indian wheelchair good enough to use it so freedo was the first indian wheelchair which now is with every single one of them at prc so this is the first product which got approved at uh, you know military rehabilitation center so uh, that that actually goes back to proving our first hypothesis that if we build a product will it be used by the premium client so now indian army uh, they get uh, you know donations from all across they are plush on funds they just want the best products uh for uh, you know for their community so we we were very glad when uh, freedo got approved there and all of you man ganesh i am so excited about the direction and the fact that you know you're you're serving our armed forces and you know people that are representing us uh, and defending us at the border i mean there cannot be a better feeling than this you could become a unicorn a decacorn or any kind of corn for that matter but you know being able to being able to uh, get you know the freedom give the freedom of movement the to people who give us the freedom of expression right and allow us to express it i think there's uh, hats off to you man hats off to you and the entire team of hackathon for that i would so, like to thank you as well because if it was not for uh, you know your support during early days it may be a small amount at that point of time but it really helped us uh, realize this vision because the first the use of funds uh, for from from the iim funding round there our objective was just to build this product and you know sell 100 units of this that's it so we were pretty sure we were going to raise an, another round of funding so the uh, even uh, so maybe we, sh- we should talk about that you had you had a very very interesting uh, recollection uh, yesterday right and and uh, so you you built you built this company you've got you know your first order and obviously it's a very prestigious order to work with indian vinil army uh the first campaign though you did was on indiegogo right so and and that was a first i think i think many uh, founders don't realize the power of it but maybe you could tell us like how did you come up with this idea that i'm going to go to indiegogo and 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 do crowdfunding for my uh, product uh so there was a bit of a twist there i mean we did sign up on indiegogo we made a profile there but before okay. even launched the campaign uh, we realized that uh, we already have uh, you know enough pre orders to you know seal this up even if we get more pre orders we won't be able to make it so oh i see uh, we wanted to get 100 pre orders and uh, our prototypes were so good uh and and you know they were just flowing across spinal cord injury groups 
and so we, we we completed our target even before going live on indiegogo so wow that is, is amazing so and then, and so th so then so then how did you fund that like how did you decide that you know you needed money obviously to start building right so how, tell us a little bit about that fundraising journey and maybe we can also we can also discuss how we met uh, yeah. at the very uh, start of this so uh, pretty early on uh, 2016 like 15 we incorporated uh, 16 we had a uh, contest uh, in a surge uh, by web summit uh, in in bangalore uh, which was uh, like 400 startups across india were participating so we we won at surge uh, the first prize and uh, google was awarding us like the best startup so we were all across media so you know that that really took off our attention from what we were trying to build and rather uh, look into uh, you know this uh, jazzy world of, of uh, vcs so we were getting emails from almost every vcs uh, there was inbound interest to you know come and, and meet and what you are trying to build uh, so all of that was happening and then web summit invited us to lisbon um, so we, since we were the regional winners, we had that black access band, and uh, I, I remember uh, getting into the VC lounge, uh, and I, I remember seeing you and and Suya. So I said, "No, oh, no, these uh, look uh, Indian. Let's go and you know uh, touch <laughs> you. So I didn't know you before, so I just said hi, and you were like all in suit, boot tie, them. <laughs> so uh, I said. Oh, I'm Anirudh from Artha. Do you, have you heard about Artha? So I was like, no, I have not heard about Artha. We, we have funded like a dozen startups. We are a hundred. We are building a hundred crore fund and all of that. So I was like, good, good to know. So you're from Mumbai. There was a basic discussion, but then you came across like what we are doing, and I told you we wanted to raise four crores at that point of time. So uh, Suesh and you, after a bit of discussing, you're like, uh, four crores is going to be insufficient. This is. Uh, you should aim for more. Uh, this may underfund your company, and you know if you get stuck in the product development journey, this can backfire. So we are like, no, no, we have figured it out. Uh, four crore me sab ho jayega, and uh, that is that is what we want. But anyways, uh, so that was a brief discussion. So, but when we came back and you know started raising funds, uh, so um, one of our mentors was from IN. So IN took mm. us ahead, and 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 at the point of time. Uh, we just saw the breakup of where the four crore was going to be used. So almost two crores was assigned for uh, production development and manufacturing. So our mentor said, let, let me take care of this. I know I'll give you access to tools and factories so we can take care of that and you do the rest. So from two that somehow came to 1.5 because they were conservative regarding the kind of company we were. Such a company had never been funded <laughs> yeah. through angel networks. Uh, so we had set a very minimal expectation, not like a very big returns. Everybody knew that had a social impact element to it. Uh, so, uh, but but strangely enough, our deal got subscribed very very fast in in IN, yeah. and I was also uh, talking to you, but you were, you had an international trip and that didn't sink along. Otherwise, I think uh, if we had discussion, maybe you would be participating in a bigger manner. But uh, raising one point five when we had planned four was like a big blunder because. Uh, that really didn't allow us to finish off uh, the entire plan and you know it was really playing on the edge so the product development got stuck in between it it somehow just came to a level where we could call it as a pre-launch product and do a campaign so that really was the beginning of the struggle for, for architron where i mean the very first step which i remembered that ne anirudh ne bola tha ki you know do not underfund <laughs> we, we did it and that 
uh, kicked us back and it, it really slowed us down in terms of how, how we progress from there. Uh, Trust me, I, re I really ever like to be right about these things, right? But it's 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 just uncanny how right these things work out to be. But but in between, can you tell us a little bit about this story with uh, Shravana Kumar and uh, the national level wheelchair tennis table tennis player? I think there was something so, very great that happened there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another uh, thing that is like one of the fondest memories during building our company. So Sarvan Kumar. Uh, so we, I, I just remember uh, seeing an email uh, where a Paralympian uh, is writing to us that uh, basically uh, he wanted to go and, and you know represent India in, in wheelchair table tennis. But this time he, he was not allowed with an additional caretaker. So he had to go alone with the team and coach. So normally they would get budget for two people. This time there was some shortage of budgets and he was being forced to go alone uh, with, with the coach. And he was like, I can do everything, but washroom access is my biggest concern. I cannot go to bathrooms alone. Okay, when we're outside and uh, if I don't fix this problem, I have heard that you're building something that can solve this problem. And if I don't get this, I will not get to represent India, uh, you know, at, at wheelchair table tennis. So I wrote him back that, uh, Sarvan, uh, we are building what, what you need, but we are not ready. We are like in a prototype stage, a slightly advanced uh, stage of that. It's pilot, but it's nowhere as ready to, you know, to send with you in a foreign country and you use it and then come back. So he's like, we had a couple of conversations. He said, even if there are some issues, it's fine, but you try and finish it. It's super important for me. So we left everything that we are doing. We really, uh, you know, went back. We made 3D printing parts, and we finished that product. We tested it out. Wow! We went home, uh, my uh, co-founder Kunal and my other team members we went there, and we gave him the wheelchair. And uh, then uh, he tested it out there, and he found it to be perfect. And he, I'm happy to share that he went, represented India, used Frido alone, went to bathrooms, and then you know, uh, finished the entire tournament, came back. And uh, we were super happy when, when, when that happened. Man, wow. Wow. I mean, just amazing stories, just amazing stories of enabling other people, empowering other people through, through uh, you know, your products. So like, how, how were you able to get this thing together? Like what was, was it, how did you motivate the team that we have to make this done, even though it was an impossible task? So I think, uh, uh, motivating people has a lot to do with uh, calling for a common uh, mission or, or a common cause and make them to believe that this cause is important enough for them to, you know, go all in. And, uh, you know, getting a Paralympian to participate for India, I mean, that is dependent on whether or not he gets a freedom. So that was something big for us because... Uh, whether we are able to finish this prototype into a product in time is going to determine whether Sarvan Kumar represents India in an mm. international tournament. So that was a big cause and uh, it, we took it as a challenge and, and then we made it happen because that, that was exciting for everyone that when Sarvan Kumar came back and he shot a video with us, he left a page long review in, in Google. You can read about it regarding his entire experience mm. and he shot pictures there. So uh i mean it paid paid to us uh, and even economically it proved out to be a very good decision the pre-orders i was talking about a large part of it came because sarvan kumar marketed for it 
So we saved oh, wow. marketing costs as well. You were struggling, right? You were you were built, doing something great, but you were struggling at that time. And then COVID comes around, right? And, and and suddenly everything seems to be, you know, for three months, obviously everything is just falling apart, or it's already coming apart at that point. Tell us that feeling, like what was this, what was those three months like? And then and then what what was that eureka moment that changed everything around? So. Uh... Covid was like a outlier event. Uh, it made us rethink the whole thing. Uh, so we were at a very good stage just pre-Covid. We had raised a small round, which was sufficient for us to, you know, take us to a level where uh, we, we can break even. At least the plan said so. But uh, then, and that round was that is the round done by mostly the the doctors of from Pune. Correct. What I remember. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So then we, we had money and imagine like just hiring before COVID, like our team went from from a 30 member uh, team, like including manufacturing and logistics to a 42 member team and then paying all the salaries and doing nothing for the first two months. <laughs> so it was scary, uh, frankly, initially. Uh, so I realized and very early on, uh, I started researching into the history of pandemics. I read a couple of books on previous pandemics, the last four, five hundred years of what has happened. And I realized that a pandemic has never gone before four years. So uh, the, the best hope uh -oh. we have, uh, the only difference was vaccine, which was not even talked about. And we, uh, humankind has never uh, developed a vaccine in less than five years. So this is the first time you've got a vaccine in one and a half years time. Uh, so there was no scope there. So I, I kind of assumed that COVID is going to be there for three to four years. It still is here. Uh, so and when COVID is going on, a lot of your supply chain breaks. So we have like 120 parts in a wheelchair. So even if we keep our factory open, some or the other part is going to go out of stock. And we realize that we cannot operate uh, if there is a lockdown enforced by COVID, even if it's be a medical device company. So there, there has to be uh, a way out. And uh, so we, we uh, it was more from a survival perspective that we were looking at uh, COVID-related products uh, that if we can you know, generate value here and we figure out uh, to market this, maybe we have a good chance of survival. Because this is something when COVID is on, you will always be allowed to sell COVID-related products. Maybe wheelchair is down. If COVID goes off, we can chuck this and come back to the business. So that was like a hedge from an angle that so whatever happens at any given point of time you will have something to make and something to sell so that is that was essential from a operational standpoint from a survival uh, standpoint so it started with that thought but very early on we realized that uh, even this sector is very new it had a lot of similarities with wheelchair like masks were so bad early on oximeters were so bad early on we realized this is also same you know th there is a need for the right kind of products and people don't know how to get it. So this is just, uh, and all of it is assisted living and masks help you filter air and filter viruses and, you know, breathe, uh, which is an activity of daily. Technically it's assisted living and here the product ecosystem is broken. There are many new players who are coming in. So this is the same, but a hundred X volume. So that was interesting. And, uh, like, like, like Neval says, if, if you learn to build and if you learn to sell, you will be unstoppable. So that yep. and we were in uh, that phase where we really needed to learn to sell and we really need to be uh, make sales and, and marketing, digital marketing as a stronghold and not just stick to product. So uh, 
so the product range which we picked up early on oximeter it became the best seller in amazon and you know with with mass it it took off and we had this call for war within the company that this is war if we don't do this right we will be no more and then whatever we have planned for everything is going to fall apart so we have to do this right let's put all our efforts and really try to create value and learn how sales work really serve uh, the society this is maybe going to be like a, a demonstration for our, our team that can we really build a new product very fast and sell it sell it while you know thousand other sellers are, are trying to compete so we we try to really uh, you know test the sales and marketing hypothesis there and uh, we we realize that uh, we we could do this well uh, you know masks are a very competitive product now and even then we are on the top of the charts at various different platforms so that really solved the last piece of the puzzle uh, it it uh, we were already we had learned to build and now we have learned to sell so now uh, arcatron is unstoppable so tell us a little bit about the kind of sales you got you've done like what's the what's the sales uh, growth been If you can talk a bit about the volume, you could tell us a little bit about you know, like, I mean, I I know that because I'm on the cap table, but but just for the audience out there, like, wh- how has so all this effort, all this pain, all this burn that you've gone through for you know, you've been roasted for four years, and now 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 you've finally been able to not only serve society that that's one of your you know common themes and has been one of your common objectives in all the projects you've done so far, but now you're also being able to create that into a a sustainable business so uh, 2019 uh, 20 we had like a 1 crore revenue uh, like 2021 uh, we had 5 and a half crores so we did 5x last year and just last 2 uh, months like last uh, this this current quarter we are at 8 crores so wow we are probably going to be doing 25 to 30 crores uh, this year so from 1 to 5 to 25 is pretty much certain <laughs> so uh, this is the time when we we are uh, going uh, really fast so there was a time uh, when we were on the top of the charts for mass and we did 3 and a half thousand orders in a single day so our entire uh, team logistics team had gone crazy they, they were like three printers continuously printing labels and you know physically imagine th- 3500 orders is in 10 hours time every hour 350 dispatches so it's you know you have to do one in in uh, seconds it was very very hard uh, doing it from our own uh, small office and i think you said it best yesterday but i want to take 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 you through it once again like how does it feel now when uh, you know your customers are actually the ones that are funding your business and not your investors so uh, it gives you uh, like uh, uh, you know uh, it, it said that you can do uh, the best of your innovation when you're in a mind space uh, where there is no fear and you know the, you know that uh, you can you can play along and it gives you much more confidence and uh, conviction uh that uh, you can sustain without a, uh, taking investor money so when you are raising fund you know that this is taken from a 10x growth angle and not really sustainable angle while if you look at all other previous fundings we have had that was 
70-80% done from a sustenance angle and then 20-30% from doing something new. But now it's completely turned around. Uh, we don't have to depend on investor cash to sustain anymore. We are profitable. We are cash flow positive. So if you're crystal gazing at this point, Ganesh, where do you see yourself in four years? Um, so we have a vision 2024 uh, for our uh, company. We want to be the market leaders in uh, mobility devices in India and build one of the most prominent brands, uh, trusted brands in the world. Uh, so we would, uh, I mean, I, I look at Architron uh, to have built a one-of-kind company, which is uh, selling products at a market leadership position, not only in India, but in different parts of the globe and uh, making India known for high quality products and not just, uh, you know, cheap products for which most parts of Asia is known for. So Ganesh, I, I know we had a lot more to talk about, but we, we're approaching the one hour mark and I want to get to uh, rapid fire uh, before, you know, people may, may need to go to sleep after us. but. If you had to change, let's say two things, right? About this, if, if you had a chance to redo the entire thing once again, and you could only change two things, what are those two things you would change? Uh, so A, uh, I would try and delay the small funding round and initially, you know, not, not really try and, uh, uh, you know, underfund ourselves and rather stick to our initial funding goal, the initial mistake that we did. Second, uh, I would uh, like, uh, like we would have liked to build the sales engine much early on, uh, which we ended up doing just last year. That was something which if we had focus early on and if we knew that, okay, even sales is hard, it's not just going to come yeah. on its own. We, 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 sh we would have done it uh, much early on. I, some, I completely agree with you. Many, many founders, right? They feel that the sales, uh, is always the last priority, right? Let's build a perfect product. If the product is perfect, the sale will happen. But I've always been a firm believer that, you know, just keep selling, right? Keep upgrading, keep iterating. But if you don't sell, you're just building for yourself. You have no idea what the market is looking for. And you're just in your own room, in your own cocoon, trying to think that, you know, this is the perfect product. Uh, but you have to actually get out there. And, you know, it's only when the rubber meets the road that you know whether your product's really solving the problem that you intend for it to solve. Absolutely. But it's, I you know, I, I know there's a lot, sorry, you were saying, yeah. No, no, uh, I, I said, I think we don't even read enough history to understand that. Uh, so Otto Rohwedder in 1910, you know, invented sliced bread. And for 15 years, uh, nobody knew it. Nothing happened. He just made a beautiful patent out of it. So until Wonder came along and figured out how to spread that idea, there was zero impact. We would have never known yeah. that bread existed. Same is with any innovator. You know, we can develop. Same is McDonald's, right? And I mean, the McDonald brothers didn't could not make it big, and then you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, so Ray Kroc had to come around, and then obviously he made it into what it is today. So. And before we go into rapid fire, one last question from my end. And I know there's a lot of uh, you know people asking questions. Unfortunately, we'll take a couple right towards the end. But one question that I had is one thing that you believe worked for you. And you know because it's very rare to see four co-founders go through so much as as a group. They've all come out right. You've, I know I know you've had your own personal challenges as well. But what was one thing that made sure that you know you are alive and you are obviously alive and kicking today? But what is that one thing from the very beginning that ensure that you that you got there today? 
so uh, i think choosing a mission that you really believe in i mean i know it's a cliche but it's actually very very important uh, because when life hits you hard uh, you need something to fall back upon you know i mean what makes family a family is you cannot really ha- have one small fight and run away from it you know even yeah. even marriage for that matter is a different commitment same is with building companies so if you're really working on something that you want to see it happen you want to make that happen and you really believe in it that is what keeps you together and i think uh, i we really picked something we deeply believe in so whatever happens we are willing to persevere and fight through and and come back and you know get back to work i think that has worked for us like nothing else has great answer i i think having that mission definitely binds the team together and like you said keeps it together even the in the most uh, trying of times so thank you ganesh i am going to take you quickly to rapid fire if anybody has any questions please put them in the comment section i'll try to take a couple at the end i know people are really enjoying this conversation we've had a lot of interaction but uh, i i will take it towards the end let me just get to uh, rapid fire with uh, with ganesh ganesh i know you know a little bit about it but i'll just take you through the rules there'll be about 10 to 12 questions you whatever first comes to mind you have to blurt it out there's no thinking involved right and uh, and you know maybe you'll take us through uh, some more interesting facets about your journey are you ready sure let's let's cool. the first first question the peter thiel question one thing that you know to be true but very few people agree with you on this okay <laughs> so uh, learning from experience is uh, actually uh, many people say that that's the best way to learn uh, but but i believe uh, it, it is the slowest way to learn even though it's like the most foundational way to learn it is the slowest slowest way to learn so i i what, like to what do you believe is the best way to learn uh, if if you figure out the right sources or the right people to follow in any particular domain and uh, figure out the kind of books uh, you can find in any particular domain uh, it's a great hack and and can solve you a lot of trouble uh, because many other people have figured out something which you really don't need to reinvent and if you try and learn everything by experience it is going to take a lot of time we really don't have that kind of time or we are not intelligent to figure everything out on your own life is too short to make all the mistakes in it right so Absolutely. it's better to borrow somebody's borrow the learnings of somebody else's mistake and take it from there great great learning there uh when do you get your best work done morning evening night uh mostly uh, during evening <laughs> actually evening i'm okay. most productive in afternoons but <laughs> if you had to pick that's, between that's morning okay. and evening it's evening <laughs> <laughs> okay well you, you had any choice but but i guess uh, you know so you think afternoon has been your best right okay uh what's the first name that comes to your mind when you hear the two words which are successful entrepreneur jeff bezos why why jeff bezos he is uh, been a force of nature i mean the more i read into amazon story uh, he has done certain things which are unbelievable like working on uh, you know 
thin sl slimy margins while being a public listed company for a decade and while making others believe that you know this thing is going to work uh, in sometime in the future and uh, after working with amazon being a seller there i love the way their logistics work i mean they are actually a logistics company morphed as a e-commerce company uh, the kind of distribution problems they have solved uh, from a global angle the more insights you get into it that is phenomenal i mean uh, and i read into what took and how hard it was for them to build those systems and you know actually get the coordination done across uh, so many warehouses across the world and making it all seamless all of that seems to be like very very hard problems to solve and uh, been been so very he's been, a, he's been a fantastic entrepreneur right all the way through i think even when everybody believed that his company was overvalued and was going to die to keep it alive uh, and to keep it going and then obviously today he's dominating uh, but he deserves it i think he's he's you know if you endured for 22 years 25 years somebody's uh, you know the entire world believing that you're you're fit to die uh i think you're you're you know you're allowed to dominate uh, absolutely absolutely one piece of advice to founders about fundraising any founder who's tuned in right now uh, what would be one piece of advice you would give them uh not not really with respect to fundraising right in in general in respect to fundraising let's say the activity of fundraising if there's one piece of advice you would give them what would that be so uh, with respect to fundraising if you have a choice uh, try and work with the investor uh, and you know get someone on board uh, whom you would uh, whom you really respect and whom you would uh, like to treat as a partner rather than just uh, as as a you know someone who's putting in money because it's a lot about setting the right expectations much early on because uh, you need to be really sure that uh, the in the investment is coming to fulfill uh, a dream that uh, is is highly uh, you know uh, the risk reward ratio is really in a favor where you you need to be aligned uh, at least early on before the fundraisers happen so set set the right expectations in one line one thing that you would like to change about the indian startup ecosystem uh like i i would like like to actually uh, you know do it ourselves like build build a, a, a very valuable company in our space and and make the entire space uh, lucrative rather than expecting someone else to change it and then do make make a change out here so if india there's a shortage of only now you know unicorns are becoming common common but even now the exits are not so big uh you know we, something happened today even yesterday you know curefit tata digital acquiring a couple of companies one mg today but these are very very small uh, numbers so more bigger exits need to come uh, the investor community uh, you know they need to uh, look at startups as an asset class which really hasn't happened because only when uh, retail investors uh get access to it and it gets accepted as an asset class the change is going to come because there's a lot of money but regular people they don't get to invest into startups so uh, the ratio of entrepreneurs to investors is really skewed in india 
and that is uh, not allowing a lot of entrepreneurs to show uh, show yeah. their potential and and you know really get ahead and that can't happen without exits and without startups becoming a asset class and without retail investors coming in by virtue of some funds so sorry for a complicated answer but i guess i get the gist of it but i but i hope i hope you you will provide a big enough exit for all of us so that we we, we can be the lesson uh to teach to everyone uh let's see what's uh, what are two things that are still on your bucket list uh two things really like one is uh, really building uh, at least a couple of products within the arcatron portfolio which uh, you know gets into the physical distribution platforms in in, in the most advanced economies in the world so right now where we have reached is okay individual people have bought it from different parts of the world it it really not uh, is you know come as uh, comes across as a common product you can find find abroad so i would really like to see our product in the advanced economies in the world and the second is the biggest uh, which we have is to have freedo at every home so like one freedo product in in every home in india so when that happens that will be like uh, the biggest impact the most number of people impacted uh, while during this journey so freedo at every home is the biggest wish we have anything from your on your personal bucket list one thing uh not 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 really i mean i would really like to uh, go on a small uh, you know space travel uh been been very fascinating since childhood and uh, both richard branson and jeff bezos and elon musk i think they are doing cool stuff which can make it uh, really possible you know to look at earth from uh, a top view that would be fascinating i i bet and i think i think we i think give a, give me a couple of years we'll we'll get you I'll at least get 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 you connected to somebody who can take you to space wow <laughs> good to hear <laughs> I believe it's one of the uh, portfolio companies. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I, I have, I think, you know, I've finished my list of questions, but I cannot let you go without asking this question because you mentioned and talked about your voracious reading ability. What are three books you would recommend to any founder to read? Uh, so uh, hard thing about hard things by Ben Horowitz. Uh, and then there, there is. Uh, influence and and then uh, the the latest uh, i read was the, the everything store the everything the store yeah yeah amazon story and uh, i think you know while i'm really over over, over with my questions and we're very seriously over time but i'm going to take one last question from dipali tiwari dipali tiwari asked what is your what is the best habit millennials should develop what is the one habit a millennial should develop um i think uh, best habit would be focusing on your mental wellness like meditate as much as possible uh, i would like to explain why because uh, now the biggest technology companies are trying to hijack your attention like the whole uh, the motive of uh, google and facebook is to somehow get into your timelines and even show you ad and monetize it so it's all well engineered when you're not able to leave your phone from your hand if you look at your screen time it's going high so we need to focus more on our mental wellness one of the best ways to do it is by virtue of meditation 
Great answer. Thank you so much, Ganesh. I know I took up, we've taken up an extra 15 minutes, but I think the story definitely had to be told. So thank you very much for your time. Any final thoughts before we uh, close for the night? No, Anirudh, uh, thanks for the opportunity. Really enjoyed uh, talking to you. And uh, like really uh, gives me admiration of how you find time to uh, you know run a uh, podcast while running a 200 crore fund. And you wear so many hats. That's inspiring to see. Uh, because it's been a smooth experience so far while we uh, you know do this talk so good to see keep keep the good work on i, I think i think we, we're motivated by things beyond money and i think that's why you know even even right now talking to you i'm getting more energized because just learning more about your story i mean i knew parts of your story but now when you hear the entire story this is you know this is what keeps keeps me going every single morning it's entrepreneurs like yourself so Thank you very much, Ganesh. Thank you, everyone who's tuned in. I know we had a lot of questions, a lot of interaction. Uh, and thank you very much. And, and we'll see you again next week, next Thursday, 9 p.m. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Bye.